What's up, guys? Kevin Allen here, K the Geek from DFS Army. It's NFL Week 3, and this is your first local lineup. Listen, Week 2 was filled with injuries, with uh, clarifications, with uh, crazy games. So we're going to go through all of that. And we're going to take a look at DraftKings NFL Week 3 pricing, see what's popping early in the week. We'll, we'll get a lineup put together. We'll go through the games. We're going to do it all. We're going to get ready for NFL Week 3. Let's do this thing. Um, all right, so before we... Again, go through the players. I always like to look at the game tiles for each game and just kind of get a sense of which games are popping off the charts here for week two. So let's get started. Taking a look at Titans versus the Browns. And of course, the big news in this one is the loss of Nick Chubb. Jerome Ford now the starter. Um, Titans defense, though, has been destroying running back opportunities pretty much all season long. We just saw with Kelly. We got off of Kelly, who was chalk, in week two. We got off of him over in DFS Army, primarily for this reason, because uh, the Titans' defense has just been stopping running backs. Now, again, Cleveland is a team that produces well to the running back position, even in bad matchups. So Jerome Ford, even in a bad matchup, is actually live here. We'll take a look and see what his salary looks like and all of that. But I've got a good feeling about wanting to play Jerome Ford this week if uh, nothing else happens. So next up, we got Falcons at the Lions. Lions may have lost David Montgomery, which elevates Jameer Gibbs into smash territory. Potentially. Um, in addition, on the Falcons, we saw Drake London this past week have a nice little game, finally get involved. I can see more of that here. And also, um, Bijan Robinson is the beast that we thought he is. He continues to be awesome. So uh, Bijan... Uh, as a payup option on this slate against the Lions, all good as well. Um, next up, Saints at the Packers. Now, Saints lose Jamal Williams, but you know the backup running back situation is a little weird for the Saints, so I'm not going to get super excited about it. Um, again, we don't know if Aaron Jones will be back for the Packers. We don't know if Christian Watson will be back for the Packers. So this game's a little weird. 42-point total, nothing special, so not going to really look for a whole lot there. Um, Broncos at the Dolphins. Uh, Dolphins, six and a half point home favorites, 48 point total. That's a game that I'm interested in. Um, the Dolphins side is pretty much always something we want to be targeting, especially in the passing game. You know, Terry Kill is smashing. Um, you know, the Broncos do have Pat Sertain. This could be the spot where Jalen Waddell emerges. So let's keep an eye on him, his health. Also, the secondary options like um, Smythe, Durham Smythe. Maybe even the running back situation with Mostert on the Broncos side. You know, it's not uh, not not a team I'm generally super excited to load up on. But uh, you know, Jerry Judy and all them fine, but they're overpriced and probably nothing I'm interested in there. Um, Chargers at the Vikings. Um, looks like we're gonna get another week of Kelly, but more importantly, this game carries a 54 point total. This is absolutely far and away the on-paper game of the week to target. So we got to pay close attention to this one. Uh, Chargers are road favorites here. You know, fire up Keenan Allen. Fire back up Mike Williams. Eventually it's going to work, right? Has to at some point, right? I don't know. Um, fire those guys up. Viking side, I mean, fire them all up. Even Madison. All of it. This is the game to target. Cousins. You know, Justin Jefferson, of course, but but also Addison. Everybody is in play in this game. Um, next up, we've got the Patriots 
at the Jets, 37 point total. This will be at the low end of the totals that you'll see all year for any team. This is a straight avoid uh, game, just period. Do not do not mess with this one uh, anywhere. No players, just Pat's defense. Pat's defense, the best defense probably on the board this week. Uh, Bills at the Commanders. Bills, a six and a half point uh, road favorites here. 44 point total. Not super exciting, but but again, Josh Allen is playable every single week. There's never a time when you're like, don't play Josh Allen. The way the Bills play, he'll have his big games all the time. So all good there. Um, Commanders are winning games. They're 2-0. and It's crazy. Brian Robinson's been doing a lot of work at running back. Not much in the passing game, but a little bit. And he's been pretty much a workhorse, so uh, interested there. On the Bills, James Cook had a big week last week at the running back spot. But it's important to note that he is still seeding touches to Harris and and even uh, I saw Lats Murray in there last week. So the goal line touches are not going to James Cook, which tells me that the big game that he had last week is probably not something that's very repeatable or something reliable. I'm not going to rely on that. Um, Texans at the Jaguars. This is a really interesting game because um, even though it carries just a 44-point total, the Texans are throwing like crazy, and those pass catchers should not be ignored at this point. They're throwing a ton of passes, 27 targets uh, between. Collins, Tank Dell, and um, Robert Woods last week. They're going to keep throwing. They're not really running the football. They're just like, hey, C.J. Stroud, get out there, get some experience, go crazy. And that's good for fantasy purposes because all of those players are kind of low-priced compared to what's been going on there. So, um, yeah, I'm interested in that side. And, and bounce-back game for the Jaguars should be. That was horrible last week. Really rough week two for the first-look lineup as we had – Trevor Lawrence at the helm, and that did not go well at all. Um, I'm going to do better this week. Uh, Colts at the Ravens. Colts maybe lost Richardson for this game. We'll have to see. Um, phenomenon of last week was Zach Moss. Now, it's not that easy to run on the Ravens, but Zach Moss got 100% of the running back touches, <laughs> which is not normal. And he wasn't doing much with Richardson in there, but as soon as he came out and Minshew came in, it was Moss season. So Minshew probably going to play here. I think Ravens defense in play. Zach Moss a little bit in play. Um, and, you know, Ravens offense in play. Zay Flowers. Uh, Odell Beckham might be out uh, this week, which elevates Zay Flowers for me. Uh, I loved him last week. I'm going to love him again here. Go right back to Zay. Uh, you know, Mark Andrews caught a touchdown last week. He could pick it up. And the running back situation was a split between Hill and, and Gus Edwards. And it's not a, it's not a pretty situation. It's not a good spot. Both of them are okay. It, like for your fantasy league, but neither one of them are great right now. Panthers at the Seahawks, Seahawks, six point home favorites, 42 point total. It's an ugly total. Panthers are not good. I mean, we saw it on Monday night, you know, Bryce Young's just looking like a rookie out there. It's not a good scene, but in a game like this, you know, still Miles Sanders is going to have some, some, you know, some value, I suppose. Seahawks defense. Definitely, though, is is the spot that I'm thinking about here. And that's the prime spot, of course, maybe like a Kenny Walker as well. Um, Bears at the Chiefs. Again, Chiefs defense in play here. Bears look like shit. They're going to turn it around, I think, at some point. I kind of like feel like that should happen. But so far, Fields is just looking terrible. And I don't mean just the results. I mean, when you're watching what he's doing, it's it's not good. It, it You know, he's focusing in on one wide receiver. He's missing open. He just doesn't have the confidence. And it's either going to click for him, Daniel Jones style. We saw Daniel Jones just snap into it. It's like he just snapped into it. It's either going to click for Fields or it won't. I think it will sooner than later. But we got to, you know, 
at this point. It's just when we start to see it, we need to, as soon as we see it, we're going to recognize it, jump on board. That's the important thing. See it, recognize, jump on board, but not yet. Cowboys of the Cardinals, Cowboys defense in play here. Um, you know, of course, Tony Pollard is a beast, can play him every single week. Uh, CeeDee Lamb's a beast every week. That's it. Cowboys defense, don't play anyone from the Cardinals here. Steelers at the Raiders, 43-point total. Um, another one that probably does not look like a game that's going to produce a lot of sexy results, but George Pickens, as long as Deontay Johnson's out, George Pickens looks like he's going to be getting targeted more. And, and what I've said since the beginning with George Pickens, the talent is there. They just need to throw to him. And they did it last week. He did really well in the Monday night game. And I'm expecting more of the same. So we'll keep an eye on Pickens and his price point. Oh, actually, that's a, that's an 820 game. So that's not even part of this slate. But we'll remember that for Sunday night football. All right, let's get into... The DraftKings first look lineup. Now we already we already went through some of the games, and and of course that Vikings game really stands out. But let's take uh take a, a run through the QB position, and we'll talk through all of these spots and pick out some of our favorites. So again, Pat Mahomes in a non-competitive uh, Chicago can't play defense at all type of situation doesn't mean that Mahomes won't beast. It's the most expensive QB on the slate though, so keep it in mind. He's averaging 22.9, so he's had a couple of good games. Hasn't had the the absolute um, smash season as of yet, but I'd keep him in the mix, but the most expensive guy is not what we do on the first look, right? Like, it's very easy to play the, the most expensive, but the rest of your lineup looks like shit, and quite honestly, uh, our lineups, we don't have super punts yet this week, so you don't want to pay the most expensive price. Josh Allen, very similar to Pat Mahomes. A good spot, you know, on the on the road, but Josh Allen can always put up a big number. And one of the takeaways, by the way, from last week is you don't know where the big QB game is coming from. That's just, that's just an important takeaway. Des Ritter has a big game. Uh, Daniel Jones has a big game. Jordan Love. Baker Mayfield has a smash. You never know. You never know where it's coming from. And so when you're attacking giant tournaments, as an example, this is one of the reasons why being a little contrarian is a good idea. You know, you don't have to pick the most obvious spot. We're going to do that. We're going to be a little obvious in this lineup, but know that when you're mass entering or when you're attacking tournaments, you don't have to be the most obvious. You know, some of these spots, you never know. You never know. Kenny Pickett has a big game. You never know where it's coming from. All right. Having said that, you know, Justin Herbert is traveling out to Minnesota to take on a Vikings defense that produces smash performances for its opponents and for itself in a 54-point total game, and they're not bringing Austin Eckler, a healthy Austin Eckler, meaning they either if they're scoring, it's either Josh Kelly, who didn't look that good to me last week, or they're throwing for touchdowns. So um, Justin Herbert... Definitely in play here at 7,500. A little prince, a little expensive here, a little close to the sort of Josh Allen Mahomes zone at 7,500. But Justin Herbert certainly in play and very easily stacked. So I'm going to slot him in here for now. Uh, we're going to keep on going though. Take a look at some other spots that I really like. And every one of these is reasonable. Um, Tua at home against Denver. Yes, please. Right? Tua 
The only reason he didn't have a smash game this past week was because Mostert got all the touchdowns and, and Belichick knows how to take out Tua if you're, if you're the best player. But the fact that Belichick took him out should tell us that this is the guy to target on this team. So Tua is in play for me this week. Absolutely. Um, Kirk Cousins, you know, the home part of that crazy potential game. Kirk Cousins coming off a smash game, 32. He's been good this year. They're throwing a ton. They can't run the football this year so far. That's a big reason for it. Understand a lot of football comes down to where did the touchdowns come from? Most teams are scoring three to four touchdowns in a game. Where do they come from? Are they coming from the running back? Are they coming from the quarterback? And if we can decipher that mystery, a lot of times that's the best way we could predict outcomes of these games. Now, you don't always know. Like, it's random. But there are times when you can look at a team and go, well, you know what? Madison, it's either Madison or Cousins. In the, somebody's scoring in this game. Is Madison going to do it? Is it going to be cousins to all the wide receivers of the tight end? One way or the other, people are scoring in this thing. So same thing with Herbert. Herbert, a lot of weeks, seeds a lot of potential touchdowns to Austin Eckler. When Austin Eckler's not in the game, Herbert's got to throw for those touchdowns. Or, or Josh Kelly is going to smash two goal line smashes in, which happens also. Tough to predict. Um, Trevor Lawrence in a bounce-back spot at home against Houston. You can go right back to T-Law. Yeah, he looked horrible last week, looked terrible, regressed. He's going to be better. He's a good player. Tough tough week, that's all. Ugly, horrible to watch, but we can go right back to him. Not going in this lineup, but I do like what I'm seeing from Houston in terms of the passing game and that passing offense. Anthony Richardson, um, all another, another player that's looking amazing, but did get concussed. I don't think he plays. I think nowadays with a concussion, they, they they give the player the full week. So we'll see. But I, I don't think he plays. Um, Dak is just not a startable QB, in my opinion. So it's just what it is. He's averaging 13 fantasy points per game. That's not great. Jared Goff. Um, Jared Goff's interesting. Uh, Deshaun Watson, man, he stinks right now. But even he's playable against Tennessee. That, that's what I'm saying. Tennessee's such a bad pass defense that you can even play a Deshaun Watson there. Um, Russell Wilson, another player. Look at the look at the score last week. 30.92. Uh, put up a, a monster game. Uh old-fashioned Russell Wilson, big play, you know, big play style. Uh, so that was encouraging to see, but I don't I don't believe he's gonna be able to keep doing that. Jordan Love is another player that's been shocking with how how good he's been to start the season. Look at the use the fantasy points per game. It's really important, like early in the season, especially it's predictive. Like this is what these guys are doing, and certain players are playing well. And you could really see it here. So at the cheaper zone, Gino at home, I guess it's fine, but not something I'm super excited about. Jordan Love at home against New Orleans. I think that's a playable spot. Um, and Jordan Love's been pretty darn good to start the season out. Um, not, you know, breaking slates open, but he's been solid. Sam Howell, another one. That's that's a pass for me uh, this week. CJ Stroud. I mean, let's just give a minute to give this man credit. 47 targets uh, week two, 44 targets week one. They are letting him throw. And he actually did fine against the Colts. Uh, Jacksonville, not a great defense. Like, I think Stroud will have another potential uh, decent day. I'm a lot more interested in his pass catchers than I might be just in rostering him directly. But it's just important to note. And I also want to note a couple other things here. Uh, like Mac Jones is no, but 
Josh Dobbs, when I said earlier that, you know, smash games can come from anywhere. They can come from anywhere. Like Josh Dobbs puts up 25 uh, fantasy points last week. You know, it came out of nowhere, but he did it. And so it's just a reminder that even at these lower price levels, these guys can come through on occasion. So you can't really write anybody off in DFS. You never know where the smash game is coming from. Um, all right, let's move on to the running back position. This is where the money's made um, in DFS each week. And there are some injury replacement guys. There are some hurt guys and all of that. So we'll run through it and see if we can get this figured out. Austin Eckler at the top again. I, I don't expect him to play, so I'm going to ignore him. Tony Pollard, yes. Yes, absolutely. Right, can I afford an 8K player here? Probably not for, for right now. Like, I'm keeping him in mind, though. This week, um, Bijan, same deal. Bijan is such a beast. Um, 20, uh, 19 carries, five targets, the the volume, the 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 goodness. He's averaging 24 fantasy points. He's 8K, 860, 24. He's averaging 3X already. So all it takes is like an elevated, an extra touchdown to get us the 4X that we need from Bijan. I like him this week at 7,800. Um, Derrick Henry's playable here. Travis Etienne. Yes. Houston is particularly known for being bad versus the running game. Etienne is in a smash spot, guys. It's a no to Stevenson. It's a no to Aaron, jo uh, Aaron Jones, but um, Jameer Gibbs. David Montgomery potentially out. If, if Montgomery's out, I want Gibbs in my lineup this week. He has not gotten a ton of running volume, but the passing game work has been there somewhat. But again, Montgomery, not the team hasn't been running it. It's just been Montgomery, 16 carries and a target last week. So if we just give some of the Montgomery carries to Jameer Gibbs and, you know, tack on those six, seven targets, he is in a, an absolute volume smash. So let's start us off with Jameer Gibbs in the lineup as an injury replacement for Montgomery. If Montgomery plays, I'm really probably not going to be super interested in Gibbs. But as long as Montgomery's out, this is a spot where I think we got to we gotta attack it. Um, James Cook had a big week last week. We talked about him on this breakdown and on all the shows. But but again, he was brought out of the game during the goal, goal line situations in favor of Lats Murray and Damian Harris. So I think that's going to continue. And I think James Cook is a sketchy play at the salary of 6,400. I am not going to fuck with him at that price. Connor, no. Kenny Walker, yes. Right? Walker, again, not really getting a ton of passing game work, but it doesn't matter. Um, it, it doesn't matter that much. He's getting a, uh, a lot of work. He didn't have a smash game at Detroit, but he ended up putting up a good number last week, and I think that's what we can expect. He could score a touchdown here. I think Kenny Walker does get into the end zone, and um, I like him here in the spot. But I want to save this and see if we can find something better. Um, Raheem Mostert, also really good. Look at this volume. Um, he just gets a lot of the, the work. Not a ton of receiving yardage or anything, but 18 carries. Now, the, the Patriots forced the run on the Dolphins. They played uh, a defensive. You know, they, they had extra man. They had, they had basically an extra man in the secondary to prevent the Dolphins from doing what they do best, which is throw deep. But that opened up the running game for Mostert last week. Don't expect that every single week. Most teams don't adjust as well as the Patriots do. 
All right. So here is a spot that is going to be very controversial. Madison been absolutely horrific. No, where's the volume? You know, in games that he should be involved, he's not. Where's the volume? All that being said, it's not like the Vikings have found some other running back to play the role. And for that reason, the big games, I know that maybe people are starting to believe, oh, it's a talent issue. He's not that good. I don't really buy that as far as the running back position goes. Hey, we've seen Alexander Madison over his career have big games. It's not something that we haven't seen. We've seen him have big games. He's he's a replacement level running back for the, it's not a special difference maker, but he's replacement level. He knows the offense. I think the big game is coming for Madison. I think it's going to happen this week. I think it's going to happen this week. I don't mind sliding him in my RB2 spot. I am going to talk about some other spots, but I like it because it's also um, tied in with Herbert. This is the game we want to uh, take pieces of. This is a little dangerous, but I like it. All right. Let's keep let's continue on through the RB position. Brian Robinson's been doing his thing week after week. Um, shouldn't probably ignore it. He's had big games, averaging 21 fantasy points per game. So let's not ignore that. AJ Dillon has the backfield all to himself, didn't do anything. Re real disappointment. I had him as a core play. He he was a big reason why I didn't make a lot of money in DFS this past weekend because I went heavy on Dilly Dillon. Um, disappointing. Tough to pull the trigger. I'll have him in my mix, though, again, but not in this one. Uh, Miles Sanders. You know, Miles Sanders would do a lot better if his team wasn't so shit, but it is a good matchup for him. Zach Moss, no. Jamal, at some point, Javante Williams is going to have that breakout. So I'm going to keep him, continue to keep him in my mix each week. It's that simple. This could be that spot. I don't, again, I'm not going to put him into this lineup. I, I want to see what else is available, but I'm open to a Javante Williams, even in a lineup like this. You want to see the volume a little bit higher uh, than what we saw last week, but I, I, I just think it's coming. I think it's coming. Um, Kelly, same same deal. Josh Kelly, we got to go right back to it. If Eckler's out, I know that it hurt last week. It was painful. The volume wasn't there for Kelly. Uh, it just was ugly. But it was also supposed to be that way. It was the Titans. They're, they're the, one of the best rush defenses in the league. So I think Kelly will bounce back. I'm not going to use him in this lineup because this one is led by Herbert. But he will absolutely be in my mix and be in a lot of lineups that I don't have Herbert in this week as well. Like You just got to keep going back to these guys and let them do their thing. Now, continuing on down, the only other running back that needs to be discussed here, in my opinion, is Jerome Ford. If he's getting the role, hey, he had a big game on Monday night, but more importantly, if he's getting this role for Cleveland, it's such a voluminous role that it's just hard to, even against Tennessee, it's hard to see the Cleveland running game not getting really good run. I'm going to slide him in here. And I know it's up against the Titans. And I know they're a good run defense. It doesn't matter. In this case, it doesn't matter because the Browns produce to the running back position. They always have. Their offense is designed to produce to the running back position. Ford is big. He's got the size. He had a preseason buzz. Let's slot him in to our starting lineup. Okay. Let's jump over to defense. As you guys know, when I build lineups, I, I tend to go defense, 
tight end. I try to get especially defense out of the way so we can get an idea of how much salary we can actually spend on these wide receivers. So we'll start with defense, then we'll get to the wide receiver position. One of the first things I like to do each week is kind of look for the cheapest viable um, defense option on the slate. And I mean, when I say viable, I mean like a legit viable, right? So the Bears, no. Cardinals, probably not. Commanders, probably not. Although I'll give them a nod. It's probably viable, basically, how kind of mediocrely the Bills have been playing. But no. Colts, probably not. Um, Denver at Miami, no. Texans on the road. Again, probably not, although Jacksonville, you couldn't target them, but no. I don't feel good about that one. Chargers, Minnesota, no. No. Jets. Jets at home against the Patriots. 2,800, that is a playable spot. Um, we've got Buffalo at Washington. That's a playable spot. I'm good with that. What's the cheapest viable? Let's see if we can get a little better. Ooh, this one I like a lot. So... Uh, Carolina, Seattle. I, I can't. I mean, the rookie Bryce Young has been terrible. He he makes a ton of mistakes. He's he's fumbling. This is a spot to target. Put lock lock in Seattle here. As I mean, it's not the cheapest at thirty two hundred. And I'm going to point out some other really expensive pay up options that are going to be exciting as well. But thirty two hundred. This is a very playable spot. Um, next, we have the Patriots at thirty five hundred. Absolutely, I almost want to switch it. Because you know Belichick is going to tee off on Zach Milson in this game. This is what Belichick is really good at. Taking a kid who can't handle pressure, he's going to pressure the shit out of him. He is evil, and he knows all. So I'm switching it. I'm switching in the, I'm switching in the Patriots. But Seattle's super live as well. Um, where is that? Patriots 3,500. Yeah. Uh, Denver Dolphins. No Ravens. Nah. Jaguars. Meh. Chiefs. Yes. So a 3,900. And then of course the Cowboys. So these two spots are also super live, but I'm going to stick with the Patriots here. We're going to pay a 3,500 defense, which is crazy, but YOLO. If we had to go cheapest viable again, I think that I would say Washington, maybe Arizona. I don't love any of it, though. I really don't. All right. Let's jump over to the wide receiver position and see if we can find any values here to allow us to afford some good things. So, of course, I want to put Jefferson in. Of course, I want to put Tyreek Hill in. And I will have tons of exposure to these, uh, especially these two guys, right? Maybe Jefferson more than Tyreek because of the whole Pat Sertain thing. Actually, I'm going to keep an eye on Waddle instead. But as far as Jefferson goes, He's part of this game that we're targeting. You know, it's all great, but this doesn't really work until unless we discover like some extreme values available at the wide receiver position, which on very early in the week, I'm not sure that we're going to have. So I don't think we could spend 9K as much as I want to, right? Diggs, whatever. Amin Ra, you know, okay, fine. Lamb, same difference. I think because we're playing Herbert though, that, Keenan Allen should be a, an important consideration. You know, last week was one of the first weeks I've played Keenan Allen in a long time. He's got such a high floor, but he rarely hits ceiling. But without Eckler in there, and in this up pace game, that's when the ceiling game could come. So it's hard to believe that Eckler will have two smash games in a row, but I've got to pair somebody up with Herbert here to make a proper lineup. So it's either Eckler 
or Mike Williams for me. Not Eckler, I'm sorry. Allen or Mike Williams for me. We'll see where Williams comes in price, but for now I'm going to put Allen in here. We might have to swap it out if we can't afford it. Calvin Ridley, happy to go back to that um, if necessary. Garrett Wilson, no. Judy, no, 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 no. Mike Williams at 6K. Man, you know, the targets were there. I think actually I'm going to switch in Williams because the big game is just, it's just around the corner for him. It's got to be here soon. So I'm going with Williams here and we'll take a look at Addison and see where he's priced some other names, but let's continue on. So we've got Herbert stack with Mike Williams. We've got a comeback on Alexander Madison. Madison's scary, but it's a nice little game stack going on there. Mike Williams at 6K. So continuing on here, Amari Cooper, yeah, he's going to be interesting as part of that particular game. I think we can go right back to Amari Cooper as well. Amari Cooper actually had a nice game, um, 10 targets, uh, seven, uh, seven receptions, 16 points. They don't have Chubb. They're going to have to throw. Amari Cooper is really interesting against the, the league worst Titans defense. I'm going to slot him in there. Um, there are other names, though, that I really like. Jordan Addison on Minnesota. So that gets us a little more exposure to this particular game. 4,600 at tight end. Left over. Continue on because there's so many ways to go. I love Zay Flowers this week. He will be in a ton of my lineups as well. I think DJ Moore can be played. So this is a really exciting zone to target. Nico Collins as well. I mean, how do you not play Nico Collins, right? 30 uh, fantasy points, 10 more targets. He's getting 10 targets a week. Let's swap in Nico Collins, but it's not even the end of it. There's so much goodness at the wide receiver position in this 5K zone. This is where we need to be hanging out this week, right? Michael Thomas was great. Look at all the volume last week. Again, another nine targets, eight targets a week before. It's a lot of targets. Drake, Drake London, in this game, in this match, they're going to have to throw. So the 5K zone is really, really enticing this week. Get rid of, you know, get rid of Madison, right? Put Ford up there. And now I can actually pop one of these, one of these guys in there if we needed to. Or just get rid of Ford and, and pop one of these guys. Or like I said, get rid of Madison, put a cheaper running back in there. And I can actually put another, you know what? Let's see how that looks. Ford up top, right? And again, he's not in the best matchup, but he's cheap. And then you could put one of these great wide receiver options, these other 5K wide receivers in the flex. We just continue on down and see if we can actually identify any other cheaper wide receivers that would be exciting plays this week. Um, I guess Kadarius Tony's playable there. Um, Robert Woods at, at 4,400. Not putting up big numbers, but the targets have been there and they continue to be there for Robert Woods. I like that. Um, Josh Reynolds. Yeah. Right? This dude just keeps producing. 4,200 this week. We had him in our in our mix last week. We crushed it with Josh Reynolds. He was discussed on the show and in all the breakdowns, and he absolutely smashed last week, so that was awesome. Um, he looks to be one of the least expensive, viable players. Tank Dell at 3,600. Take a look at this. 10 targets, 7 receptions. Tank Dell, T-Dizzles, right? So what if 
instead of Nico Collins, and we need the salary, you went with Tank Dell. So I, I don't want to I want I want to let the week pass without mentioning Tank Dell. And now here again, we got Herbert in here. The, the lineup's going crazy at this point, but we've got Herbert in there. Can uh, we still won't be able? To, I'm going to leave it with Addison, but it doesn't have to be a game stack either. I'm going to leave that there. It doesn't have to be a game stack. And actually, the better move here might be to throw in Hawkinson from that game. Ooh, I like the way this is going. And now swap out Addison for maybe, you know, some other spot that we also like, right? Or I could put wide receiver. Let's see. Who do I really love here? We got Tank Dell in there. Um, we talk about all these guys in this zone. I really like Flowers. So that leaves 6,100 in the flex. Get Mostert. Go back to Madison. Robinson Jr. So I'm going to leave this last spot open for you guys. But... That looks really good. Um, I'm going to talk through the tight end position real quick, even though this lineup will have probably Hawkinson in it based on the Herbert, Mike Williams sort of connection up top here. But, you know, Travis Kelsey, if we can get to him, 7,200, this is another situation where he should smash just because he'll be healthier this week than last week. Love him. Mark Andrews in play. Um, Evan Ingram, at this price is only stackable for me with Trevor Lawrence. Cole Komet at this price is only probably stackable with Justin Fields and Joku. Yeah. Just not seeing enough volume there to make me excited, but he'll pop off at some point. Hunter Henry. Now the salary has exploded. Um, seven targets, six targets. You know, he's been one of the best tight ends in the league so far. I don't think it continues, but can't deny it. Sam Laporta on the field for all the snaps. Very much in play at 4K. Um, Pitts, I think you cannot play at this point, or, you know, it's just a hopium play. He just hasn't had many big games in his career yet, maybe a couple. It's just not a good scene with him. Um, let's see. Hayden Hurst. Yeah, had the big game week one. Didn't do much last week. Tyler Conklin, no. Dalton Kincaid on the field the whole game. So, you know, at this price, he's startable um, as a cheap option. Definitely. Musgrave, uh, Taysom Hill, you know, Taysom Hill stands to benefit maybe the most, depending on what happens with the running back situation on New Orleans. But at this price on this site, he is actually playable as well. 3,300. Do not sleep on Tay Tay. Troutman. So yeah. And Durham Smythe down here, 2,900 is a playable spot as well. So, you know, listen, when we're going to need salary this week, this is how we're going to have to find it. You can go right for one of these types, a little Durham Smythe, D. Smitty. And in this lineup, boom, we just figured out a way to get Justin Jefferson in there um, if we want. So you go with a Musgrave here or, or yeah, Taysom. Oh, I kind of like this, right? With Justin Jefferson. It's really impressive. Um, so I showed you a few different ways to kind of put a lineup together here on the first look. But more importantly, we went through all the players Got a sense of what to expect this week. Obviously, lots of news will come out as the week goes on. So make sure you're you're with us here on the channel. Like, subscribe, hit the notification bell, and get signed up at DFS Army. Promo code Geek gets you 10% off. Good luck this week, everyone.